Welcome to the Council of Institutional Investors podcast on financial regulation. I'm Jeff Mahoney, General Counsel of CII. The purpose of these monthly podcast episodes is to update CII members and the general public on developments and CII advocacy activities related to the administration's initiative to reform the U.S. financial regulatory system. This update covers the period of September 18th through October 18th. Let's start with Congress. Beginning the week of October 15th, the United States Senate was scheduled to be in pro forma session, which means that they are technically working in Washington, D.C., but there are no scheduled votes or formal business being conducted. The United States House of Representatives is officially in recess. Its members are campaigning in connection with the November 6 midterm elections. Democrats need a gain of 23 seats to take control of the House of Representatives and two seats to take control of the Senate. Most congressional staffers and Washington lobbyists that I have spoken to in recent days believe that the Democrats will likely gain control of the House in the next Congress, albeit with a slim majority. Most also agree that the Republicans will retain control over the Senate and will likely marginally increase their majority. Turning now to the Securities and Exchange Commission. On September 21st, the SEC announced that its staff will host a roundtable on November 15th to hear investor, issuer, and other market participant views about the proxy process and rules. The all-day roundtable is expected to include three seatings of participants focusing on three distinct but interrelated topics. Those three topics are proxy voting mechanics and technology, the shareholder proposal process, and regulation of proxy advisory firms. CII's executive director accepted an invitation to participate at the roundtable in connection with the first session on proxy voting mechanics and technology. The executive director previewed our views on this topic in his public remarks at the September 13th meeting of the SEC's Investor Advisory Committee. Those remarks are available on our website at www.cii.org and were summarized in my September 19th podcast on financial regulation. One of CI's board members has been invited and has accepted an invitation to participate at the second session of the roundtable focusing on the shareholder proposal process. The discussion at that session might be influenced by an October 15th letter sent to SEC Chairman Jay Clayton, signed by 13 Democratic members of the United States Senate, including Senator Sherrod Brown from Ohio, who's the ranking member of the Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs, which is the committee with direct jurisdiction over the SEC. In that letter, the senators requested that the agenda for the roundtable include a topic that addresses, quote, the obligations of corporations to all of their public stakeholders, including employees, consumers, local communities, and taxpayers, in addition to public shareholders, unquote. With respect to the third session of the roundtable on proxy advisory firms, it's notable that on October 18th, a group of business and investment leaders unveiled the, quote, common sense principles 2.0, unquote. Those principles represent an updated version of a corporate governance code developed by J.P. Morgan Chase Chairman and CEO Jamie Dimon and others in 2016. The updated version of the code includes the following language on proxy advisory firms. Quote, to the extent they use recommendations from proxy advisors in their decision-making processes, asset managers should disclose that they do so and should be satisfied that the information upon which they are relying is accurate and relevant. Proxy advisors whom they use should have in place processes to avoid or mitigate conflicts of interest, unquote. 
In an October 18th press release, CII applauded the update for more closely aligning its principles with CII's membership-approved policies on corporate governance. In that same press release, which is available on our website, our executive director commented that the new language on proxy advisor firms, quote, puts the correct focus with regard to proxy advisors on asset manager responsibility to make appropriate use of proxy advisor research. I would hope that the common sense language would herald a shift from business leaders attacking and seeking to hobble proxy advisors to a more mature focus on asset managers and asset owners who actually vote in corporate elections, unquote. In other SEC-related news, on October 17th, the Trump administration issued its fall 2018 Unified Agenda. The agenda offers guidance for when regulations might be proposed or finalized. Two items of note with respect to the SEC's agenda. First, the SEC agenda includes, for the first time, a project entitled, quote, Earnings Releases Backslash Quarterly Reports, unquote. The project description states that the SEC's Division of Corporation Finance is considering recommending that the Commission seek public comment on ways to ease companies' compliance burdens while maintaining appropriate levels of disclosure and investor protection. The new project appears to be responsive, at least in part, to an August 17th tweet by President Trump when he asked the Securities and Exchange Commission to study changing required financial reporting for public companies from a quarterly system to reporting every six months. CI responded to that tweet with a press release the same day, indicating that we believe that long-term investors benefit from quarterly reporting by public companies. Our view is supported by a significant body of empirical evidence. Some of that evidence is discussed in our September 10th podcast episode on the topic of quarterly reporting. On that podcast, I interviewed Professor Salman Arif, Assistant Professor of Accounting at Indiana University's Kelly School of Business. In that podcast, Professor Arif discusses his recent research paper that examines the effects of the frequency of corporate financial reporting on investors in the capital markets. A second item of note on the newly released SEC's Fall 2008 agenda is that the SEC's controversial proposed transaction fee pilot project is expected to be finalized by September 2019. On May 10th, CII had issued a comment letter to the SEC expressing our strong support for the pilot, given that its intended purpose is to, quote, shed light on the extent, if any, to which broker-dealers route orders in ways that benefit the broker-dealer but may not be optimal for customers. The data obtained from the proposed transaction fee pilot would inform any possible future regulatory action that addresses these potential conflicts of interest to the ultimate benefit of investors, unquote. Also on July 20th, we issued letters to dozens of New York Stock Exchange companies expressing our concern regarding those companies' public opposition to the proposed fee pilot. That letter also explained the basis for our support for the pilot. The SEC's decision to set a date for finalizing the controversial proposal perhaps signals that the five SEC commissioners may be united in their support for a range of equity market reforms. Of note, on October 16th, SEC Chairman Jay Clayton released a statement announcing two actions related to equity market structure issues. In the first action, the Commission set aside challenged New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ fees for market data, finding that the exchanges had not met their statutory obligation to demonstrate that the fees were fair and reasonable and not unreasonably discriminatory. In the second SEC action, the Commission issued an order remanding over 400 other challenges to New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ market data and market access fees that were filed with the Commission since 2013. While Commissioner Hester Peirce and the Lad Roseman issued their own joint statement in response to the two Commission actions, those joint statements generally concurred with the actions taken. That completes my financial regulation update. 
If you have any questions or comments regarding my remarks, please contact me at Jeff, J-E-F-F, at C-I-I dot O-R-G. Till next time, I'm Jeff Mahoney. Thanks for listening.